now. Brought to you by Olive Tree Bible Software. Read, study, anywhere. www.olivetree.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio with no technical difficulties whatsoever uh, by Zachary Bartles. Baby, it has been uh, it has been a while. We're making people wait for these episodes. That's kind of the new that, that's the new direction of the show. And uh, <laughs> I like it. I think at some point they're just going to be like, this isn't worth the trouble. Um, but for the moment, it seems to be working. No, they're they're not, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we met earlier, and they told me they're not. Yeah, we met earlier. They said they're not. They said uh, they they can't quit us. They're loyal to us forever. <laughs> quit us. I think that's the dynamic of the group. Them not being able to quit us. <laughs> All right. So long as that's the case. So long as that's the case, baby. Can I feel like I need to just get something off my chest to you, vis-a-vis podcasts and this industry that we're in. It's a Zach, it's it's really a small fraternity of people who are podcasting at, at such a high level. Um, you you know, and I know, in the cir- the kind of circles that we run in, this is uh, this is this is common. It's not a huge group. And uh, can I just can I just say something to you about that? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's suss this, suss it out. Yes. Suss it up. And, and let me let me be clear up front. This is the kind of thing that's going to make you feel really good, right? Okay. Cause you're, cause I want to feel really good. Yeah, you're on the inside of something that I'm on the outside of, and it's oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. So as as you know, our mutual acquaintance Trogues, Trogues. Has, has created a new podcast that's lasted more than just like a couple of episodes. Dude, so, I think Trogues is coming out with like two a week now. Like, there's like a real one with a guest, and then there's one that's like like a half episode that's like just him. I mean, he's, he's really doing it. He's entering dangerous territory in that he's actually producing like product now. <laughs> So uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Here's what's funny to me about it, okay? So literally every evangelical who's ever done a dang thing, man, anything, who's ever written like one word has been on that thing already, right? Okay. Or or has taped an episode, except me, except (laughs) yours truly. Now, yeah, that's not the funny part, though. Here's what makes it funnier, baby. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. This guy, this freaking guy, he... (laughs) He will reach out to me periodically. I never hear from him, right? And he'll reach out to me and, and ask if I have, like, certain people's numbers. Like, hey, do you have a contact for, you know, uh, Kevin DeYoung or Zach Bartles or whoever? And, uh, like, he's just harvesting me for, for contact information <laughs> but refusing to ask me to be in a stupid new program. Isn't that funny, baby? Well, let me ask you this. At this point, it sounds like yeah. there might be a little bitterness uh, I'm wondering, would you be on the program were he to ask you? That's a fascinating question, baby. It really is. Um, I, sure, I would be on the program. Now, would you would you kind of twist the knife uh, in the conversation, you know, or I mean, or would you just let it drop that that it had oh, no, taken I'll so twist long? The knife. Yeah, no, I twist the knife definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell me uh, a little bit about how you you got into the happy rank because it was Trog's brainchild. It was, it was a Trug's very brainchild. awkward, short lived YouTube thing which i I which vaguely remember yeah that predated me that was only like two episodes with uh with like trogues and pipe and and you know you could see their necks and and (laughs) it was them just 
talking into the, the, the camera on their computer. And um, then, uh, what, so, so which of them reached out to you? Trogues. Yeah, Trogues really? reached out. Um, I didn't know Piper at all at that point. And so, so, but now he's not reaching out. So the question is, what changed? I don't know. Maybe I made fun of him too much. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the jokes went too far is the, is the thing. Here's the thing, Ted. I don't think that he knows. Like, I, I know he doesn't listen to this podcast. And no. I kind of doubt that he listens to the other one anymore. Yeah, I think there was a time where he was listening to, like, every minute of every episode of, of the other one. Uh-huh. But that maybe may he have... stopped because it just it was too, it smarts too much? It's too painful, you know, to see the, the thing that he built just being, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> being enjoyed by others. Um, I don't know, Zach. Nevertheless, let me let me put it out there, though. Trogues, if you're listening or any of your emissaries, any of your people are listening, I will do your program. And here's what I would like you to do, though. Here's, here's what I want Trogues to do, Zach. Okay. I want him to go through someone else for my contact information. <laughs> I don't want to him, him to contact me directly. I want him to have to ask someone else for it. Let me tell you this, man. Um Trogues and I have been texting a little bit about Parks and Rec uh, because okay. he's like mainlining it, and uh, and I kind of was one of the guys who got him turned on to it. So like yeah. Saturday at like twelve forty a.m. or something, he was like, "John Ralphio is the funniest guy on this show." So um, you know, why don't I just why don't I just let him know what your your contact information is? You guys are kind of bromancing it up, aren't you, man? Bromancing the stone, you and Trogues. <laughs> like bromancing the Trogues. Romancing the trogues, man. How's that going? You guys, do you guys got other uh, like projects in the works, man? None, dude. Not a bit. Although I am actually half done with another article for the Blazing Center uh, nice. that I'm going to finish and, and send off. You still do that, too, don't you? No, no. Here, here's, here's where that ended. Um, trogues begged me one night. And I think you got the same like frantic, manic text. That he would pay uh, if he had to. Yeah, saying that he would uh-huh. pay. Yeah, it was word for word the same, but it it sounded very personal. It was like, you're one of my favorite writers. Nobody writes like you, I think. Except the other guy, or maybe the other guy that I I texted the exact same thing to. The other people on the two uh, field of this text. Exactly. Nobody nobody writes like you. I'll I'll pay for your services, right? And uh, and and so I reached I reached out back to him and I was like, all right, man, you know, if if you'll pay, I'll uh, I'll do some writing for you. You were much kinder about it. You uh you sensed, you read like the the subtext of the email or the the text, which was, I have no intention of actually paying. Um, <laughs> I think being that you're a man of the cloth and you're much more sensitive to these things, you you must have you must have sensed that that there would be no money uh, involved. But um, yeah, I, I texted him back, and uh, I think I did one I did one thing for him, and that was that was it. Well, wow. and, and I think you're the one who kind of broke his editor's spirit way back years ago. Um, yeah, where he wanted kind of creative control over the things because it was his website, and you were right. like, "But because you're not paying anything, and I'm a professional author, if I throw you something, you know, in the words yeah. of Bricktop, if I throw a dog a bone, I don't want to know how it tastes." Um, exactly. But but you know, he's never tried to do any of that with me. I've even told him, you know, if you want to take anything out, go ahead. I I honestly think that is one of the few. Websites like I'll check that way more often than I'll check the Gospel Coalition. I think it's way more worth reading. Piper's mm. stuff is brilliant. I think El Trogues for here's the thing: El Trogues in a, in conversation, he will I'm sure admit is a little awkward. Mm-hmm. I am too sometimes. So I mean I'm I'm not uh, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that that's the the dynamic. 
Mm-hmm. On the happy rant, I felt like he was quite awkward. Yes. Um, on his new podcast, mm-hmm. depending on the guest, when he and I were talking, it was just nonstop. There was no silences. There was nothing. Um, and I think because he lets his his guests kind of pick the topic, um, mm-hmm. it's 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 very natural. Uh, and when he writes, he's really good. I I really think the dude's a, a pretty uh, talented writer. I I read a lot of the articles on that site, and I and I like putting stuff out there. And I don't like my own blog. No one reads it. I don't ever care to put anything on it. So mm. if I come up with an article idea, I just send it to him. He puts it on this blog or this website that gets way more hits than my blog does, and then I point to it on my blog. And so mm. I feel like I'm getting paid in a sense by just getting access to all of his. You know, amassed readership. Well, there you go, man. Well, Michael, I'll bite. <laughs> I feel like you're. I feel like you're a little bit unhappy about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I am, dude. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You well, know? I, I feel like. I mean, like the same thing would be true of you. Your your blog, because yours is the same as mine, meaning it's yeah. just rarely utilized. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't check it. Right. So, yeah. like, I mean, here's the thing. You've got the outlet every week of you've got the Jackson Sun. You're writing articles. They're going in a right, newspaper. Right. They're going on the newspaper website. People are reading yeah. them. People are interacting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that. And so if I have an idea, like, ooh, this would be an interesting article, I, I want to put it somewhere. No, um, definitely, and, man. De- definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good venue for stuff like that, for and sure. it's like a Chas Marriott <laughs> kind of exchange of services, right? Like, uh, yeah. I scratch your back. You, you know, blast it out on Twitter, whatever. Right, right. No, man, it's, 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 it's good. It's definitely good. So yeah, you let Trogues know that I'm available and, uh, because here's the thing, if he doesn't have me on, he's going to have to start recycling like the same 12 reforms people that he's already been, you know, barking up the tree of. Has so, B-Pipe actually been on it? I haven't seen that. Oh yeah. B-Pipe's been on it. If he hasn't been on it, he's recorded. Um, okay. now has your, has your episode actually dropped? No. Mm. Dude, I've listened to a few of them though. And I'll tell you, if you want to hear awkward. Yeah. And I know you do. I do. Listen to the conversation between El Trogi and Chalice. Oh, dude, yes. That sounds amazing. <laughs> they talk about, literally, they talk about the Settlers of Catan for quite a while. Wow, that's amazing. They talk about other games. Yeah, oh my gosh, dude, it's nuts. Dude, it's no wonder this thing is doing so well. <laughs> you know, you had me at Settlers of Catan for hours. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like he would try and drop, like Otrogi would try and drop a, a little uh, reference or something in there, and it would just fly right over, or like a little like sarcastic, ironic yeah. comment. It would just sail right over Charlie's head, and he would answer completely straight laced. It was it was difficult to listen to, but I couldn't stop. That's fantastic, man. That's good. Those two should do. They should do a regular podcast together. <laughs> oh, you want to hear something funny about Charlie's? Yes. Um. You know our boy uh, E. Period Stephen Burnett. Uh, yes, I remember that name. Yeah, uh, he he runs like a, like he's on like Christ and pop culture and uh, this speculative uh, yeah. faith thing. Um, he he put up a uh, post on on his uh, uh, I guess it was just his Facebook, but it got a million comments on it, pointing out the fact that when Chally's wrote a, a little screed about why he won't be seeing the shack and won't be reviewing the shack um mm-hmm. in the graphic at the top he had like pixelated out the woman who plays god the father uh uh-huh. walking arm in arm with the guy who plays mac um uh-huh. 
I don't know. I guess because it would have been sinful to have this depiction of God the Father, which is just like this lady in a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I found that I found it pretty funny. Like like what? Like he was protecting us from it. Uh, uh, something. You know, he that took the bullet scary. for us. <laughs> Dude, now have you have you seen the shack, or will you see the shack? Ted, I want to see the shack with you. Is it out? Is this thing out yet? I don't think so. Okay. We need to make that happen, man. Maybe we can go see it in Israel. We can, oh we can find it. That would be so awesome. Find an Israeli multiplex that's showing the shack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, me, Cliff Graham, KK, sitting in the back row, nonstop comments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, little a little uh, lapel mic, like uh, binder clipped to your T-shirt so we can record it for the podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, there's some actual, like, real people in that movie, are there not? Um, I don't know. It's got, it's got uh, what, Octavia something or other. Um, mm-hmm. See, th- this, <laughs> this was the movie that I was trying to describe the cast when I got myself in a little trouble there at, uh, at Zaytun. Uh-huh. Uh, because oh. I thought Idris, El- Idris, Idris, whatever Elba was in it, but I don't see him when I look at the cast list now. Oh, that's right. That was a that was a very awkward conversation <laughs> in Zaytun that you that you then had to atone for later at the coffee shop. I think we I think we kind of uh, unfolded that and and uh, let everyone in on that before on the on the podcast. But yeah, I cosmically yeah. made up for one thing in a that's completely good. different setting. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, it's got probably. I mean, it's better. It's better cast than a Christian movie because it's not a Christian yeah. movie, and and so it doesn't have that to deal with. That yeah. you know, it, it's an Oprah movie, which you know, who yeah. doesn't want to be in one of those? That'll help anyone's career. Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to see that together, man, so that we can eviscerate it together. <laughs> I put a, a tweet out there the other day that said, "I will go see the Shack if it actually stars Shack." Yes. Yeah. If it actually starred the, the real Shack, that would be. <laughs> I would be much more inclined to go and see it. Probably, if if it starred Shaq, then Chaz Marriott could get us to the uh, the premiere, right? Exactly. He has some history with Shaq, <laughs> and then he he woke up naked and shivering in the in in one of Shaq's rose gardens after uh, after an NBA All Star game party. Yeah, yeah. It was Shaquille O'Neal's retirement party that kept coming back up. And then... Oh, that's right. That's right. My bad. It's been it's been years, man. You know, but dude, as a theologian, I think I could say pretty. Um, I could say without without qualification that it wouldn't be worse theology if the Trinity were portrayed as Shaq, Lego Shaq from uh-huh. the Lego Movie, and the yes. rest of the 2002 NBA All Stars also Legos. <laughs> that would be. I mean, it would be it would be sacrilege, but it would be equal to not worse they than. Should- they should think of doing a version that way. I, I really like that. I would see. I would watch that one. Hey, dude, did you bring your guys to see the Batman Lego Movie? No, but I heard it was great, man. Dude, gotta... I, I thought I was gonna. I thought I had really hurt myself. Like I thought I was gonna be sore the next day. I, yeah. I was laughing, and then in the middle of a laugh, I started another laugh too vigorously, uh-huh. and something kind of snapped down in my abdomen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and I was like, oh no. Uh, but you know, I'm all right. But it was funny. It was really funny. Yeah, Batman was my favorite character in the Lego movie. So uh, <laughs> Will Arnett. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Baby, speaking of uh, of celebrities and such, um, you are, I'm sure, as a result of being on Trogue's program, you're you're reaching just dizzying heights of, of celebrity interaction on Twitter. 
um, in that, you had some interaction with, uh, is it CeCe Winans? Am I getting that right? CeCe Winans followed me on Twitter, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and there's more to this story, apparently. Well, well, yeah, let me, let me have a look at her account a minute. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah, she, she, uh, followed me out of the blue. Uh, and I was like, oh, this must be one of those situations where, you know, some people who have a bunch of followers and are famous, they hire, you know, a social media person who will go and follow people who they think would be interested. And those people then they follow back. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that in that way they build up and they have like a massive number of people following them, but then they're following a massive number of people. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So I thought that was probably it. I went over and I saw that she had half a million plus followers, but she was only following like a thousand people. Yeah. And I thought, what is going on here? So as I told you, I kind of got it into my head, this scenario, and I didn't really believe it, but I thought it was fun uh, that maybe she was at, you know, a book signing and happened upon my book at like a, uh, you know, family Christian stores, rest in peace or a Lifeway or something. Uh, The mind kind of runs wild, doesn't it? Yes. And maybe you've had this happen too. Yeah, and and maybe she read it and she she was like, oh, it's a good book, and then liked me on Twitter. Um, so I followed her back. I thought, mm-hmm. man, that's really cool. And then when I tweeted about it, kind of like humble bragged about it, like, oh, that's yeah. weird. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Scotty McLean or somebody else who's like a, a high ranking official in the gut check army said, yeah, she yeah. followed me on the same day. Oh. Then I then I thought that's strange. So yeah. as of now, I had followed her back, mm-hmm. and then miraculously. She was no longer following me. Interesting. And she still is following about a thousand people. Okay. And she still has more than half a million followers. She essentially followed you, and then and then she took it back. Right. Yeah. She was like, "Here, I'll follow you. I'm famous. You follow me back, and then I'll wait a week or so, and then quietly remove." Which is a thing that Twitter calls churning, and will get you banned if you're an ordinary person. But I think mm-hmm. if you're big enough a deal to have like a check mark next to your name on Twitter. Um, they, they grant you certain, you know, dispensation to do whatever you want. Right. Um, so, so yeah, she keeps it at a thousand followers. It's kind of like on Karate Kid three where mm-hmm. uh, Karate's bad boy, uh, would punch and kick, uh, Danielson and get points. And then yeah. he would lose those points by punching him in an illegal way. And yes. he just kept it at zero, but he kept, yeah. you know, I love it when he pounds him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what was the name of Karate's bad boy in that in that movie? I don't, Mike I don't Barnes. Mike Barnes. That's right. <laughs> what do you think that actor's doing today? I don't know. Let's look him up. <laughs> I have that capability in a studio. I don't know if you do, but I do. That never gets um, old either. It it doesn't. The capability and the studio. Yeah, Karate Kid three. Oh yes, <laughs> such a classic. The worst movie we've ever seen, with the possible exception of the other Terry Silver movie. That's right. That's right. All right His Mr. name escapes Terry, me now. Mr. Terry Silver, Thomas Ian Griffith. Um, okay, Mike Barnes. His name is Sean Canan. Of course it is. Of course it is. was on the tip is. of my tongue, man. Dude, what has Sean Canan been up to lately? I can only, Canan only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> Dude, Judas Priest, you're not going to believe this. What? This guy has been working consistently really? since then. He's been on like uh, 25 TV shows. Like Disney shows or what? What are we doing with no, it? Like real, like real shows, I guess. Uh, well, every kind of CSI popular. show. He's had a 16 year run on a, on the bold and the beautiful. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That whole thing seemed like a soap opera. 
General Hospital. He was on for like eight years. Basically, he's Joey Tribbiani. He is Joey Tribbiani in real life. The Young <laughs> and the Restless. All right, so this guy, this guy's been he's been making a living on these uh, on these uh, uh, crummy daytime soap operas. And you and I discovered, of course, that Thomas Ian Griffith uh, had started on those soap operas and then mm. thought he had his big break with a couple of a uh, couple of action movies that turned out to what be not so hot. What an interesting arc for these two gentlemen, you know? <laughs> I think the peak was Terry Silver for Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's, it's no stretch to say that. Now, he hasn't worked since 2007. I feel like I could have I gotten him in my film. How amazing would that have been to, to reintroduce Thomas Ian Griffith to the world? Dude, I don't know. I, I, I worry about having either of those guys near me, you know, or near my yeah. wife. yeah. Karate's know, bad boy or Terry Silver. I mean, so much animal magnetism, you know, <laughs> so much charisma in that room. Maybe speaking of charisma, I want to uh, I, I want to talk about something that you just shared with me. Wait a and minute, you, man. Hold up. Yeah. Before we get off Twitter. OK. People want to know. Yeah. After all of our hard work, after all of our community organizing. Yeah. After all of our hashtagging yeah. all these months. Street level community organizer, the, the street team. Yeah, the street. <laughs> I was just, by the way, like uh, going over all that stuff, that book launch, book publicity stuff, uh, yeah. in preparation for uh, All Souls Day in October, and yeah. I saw the word street team, and I just started laughing. Um, <laughs> exactly, makes me think of like Terry Silver, Mike Barnes. <laughs> yeah, these are the kind of guys that ought to be on a street team. Um, Absolutely. But but when might we expect uh, you to honor you know certain certain obligations uh, to See, your fans? Here's the here's the nuanced thing about all that. I feel like that was always just kind of on on your end. You know that that was always on the fan end, like. You know, if we can get to, what was it, 500? 500. 500. If we we can get to 500, like, maybe he'll do it. And uh, I don't know that I ever said that I would. Okay, so what you're saying is that you won't. Yes. Yeah. Wow. In so many words, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. You know what, man? I think you just cost yourself a uh, guest position on only the good stuff. Oh, my goodness, dude. Because if you're not on Twitter... My goodness, you've put me between a rock and a hard place. Oh, the dilemma. <laughs> I think um, only people who are on Twitter have been... I think maybe that's what sets you apart. Dude, that's you know? the through line. That's, that's the, the factor. Thread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I've been looking for, for correlations between these... Sleepless nights, right? You've got, like, yeah. charts on your wall of your office. I do. I've got charts, and I've got, like, strings, like, pieces of yarn, like, tacked from one to the other. <laughs> like, all the guys with mustaches, like Paul Tripp over to uh, yeah. whoever. <laughs> Dude, yes, I've been staying up nights trying to, like, you know, just staring at the wall and the, and the strings, trying to figure out what's the connection between all these 12 reformed gentlemen who are on the same things all the time and you know what you you hit the nail on the head they're all on twitter zach dude it would be really funny to read the the screenplay about that uh, like investigation and you kind of spiraling into uh, madness trying to it was staring me in the face the whole time you know i just needed to step back i needed a fresh perspective on the wall and you've given me that you know it's like you it's like you've looked into my little crazy person's den and you can see what i'm what i'm staring at all these hours Baby, let me ask you this, man. This is this is somewhat of a digression. It's kind of off topic, but then I want to get back onto what we were onto uh, before. Um, I have a a. There's a gentleman here 
um, at my institution. And he's a professor. He's very impressive. Um, he does impressive things. He's impressive looking. Um, <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm sort of I, like he went to an Ivy League school. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, like, yeah, and, and and like he's really like well dressed, like really nice loafers and and like cufflinks and stuff like that. Okay, and and uh, like I'm a little intimidated by this guy, and I shared it with another student, and this this was my student solution, and, and I think it's so elegant, Zach, in its simplicity. He suggested that I need to make a a buddy cop movie with this other guy, mm-hmm. in that he would be the cop who was all like. You know, we have to get a permit for that and, you know, wait, we have to do the paperwork. And I would be sort of the disheveled, like, cop who was just, like, kicking down the doors. You know what I mean? And in that, we would kind of meet in the middle in that some of his polish would rub off on me and some of my, like, you know, wildness would rub off on him. And it would be (laughs) mutually beneficial for both of us. Okay. (laughs) Isn't Isn't that an elegant solution? And now my question to you is if you and I were to make a cop movie. If we were to make a buddy cop movie, which which characters would we be? Hmm. So are we limited to those two, or are we we're free to explore no. all buddy cop movies for, we're just for kind cops. of archetypes? We're two cops. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. two cops of any kind. Yeah. Um, gosh, give me a minute to think about this, a minute that I'm going to remove later, because it will sure. be just me thinking. Sure. Um, I, would, I would humbly suggest that you keep it in. I think the audience likes this stuff. <laughs> What I think, what I think you, you've uh, tapped on with that is the the short lived show um, Battle Creek, okay, uh, which awesome. which had an FBI agent who was like incredibly square jawed, handsome, you know, Ivy League, and then um, uh, this kind of rough corners, um, yeah. you know, every man. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got, let's see, what are some great buddy cop movies? Dude, there's of course uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Lethal um, Weapon. That was the one I was thinking of. There's uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I don't remember that one well enough. That one I I didn't consume enough in the '80s for it to make an, yeah. a mark. When I hear Axel F, it, it yeah. scratches an itch in my brain. But other than that, sure, sure, um, sure. You know, I like a movie that you may not have seen because most people didn't think it was worth even noticing. It was yeah. directed by Kevin Smith. Okay. And it starred, um, oh good grief, who's the black guy from Thirty Rock? Tracy Morgan. Tracy, Tracy Morgan is so funny, dude. Ted, is is that the best you can do? The black guy from Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Pushes wow. away a chair from table at Zaytoon and walks out angrily. <laughs> uh, and Bruce Willis. Did you see this movie? It was called Cop Out. No, I didn't. But I want to see it now. It was really see. funny. It was good. Um, okay. So, would you be the Bruce Willis figure, or would I, or who would be the Tracy Morgan? I I think that you and I would kind of actually just recreate these archetypes. I think that. I mean, in order to get the buddy cop thing, you have to have them start out kind of despising each other, right? Then they slowly right. come to terms with the fact that they can make it together. You know, like the Heat, sure. right? You look at yeah. the Heat, you yeah. got the – that's got the exact same dynamic, right? The really that's straight-laced. Right. Yeah. That's and like then, an unfunny buddy cop movie. Unfunny? I'm talking about the Heat, not Heat. Oh, the Heat. I thought you were talking about Heat. I right. thought you were talking about Pacino and, De- <laughs> Pacino and De Niro. Where they go together in the diner and kind of like uh, – Yeah. Have the- oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. No, but the Heat has sort of the same the same thing. The one is a, a, a rogue, That's and true. you know, um, yeah. I, I think that Dude, because of those two women, which one would which one would we be? I guess I'm the Sandra Bullock. I, I don't know. I think I am. 
not because I have it together more than you, but just because yeah. she's kind of the nerdier one, um, mm-hmm. a little more uptight, mm-hmm. and and uh, Mullins is is kind of cooler. Yeah. Now, see, now I sound like I'm just fawning. No, no, it's okay. I, I think we'd have to. It'd have to be like. Uh, I mean, you need conflict for a movie to be any good. You do. Yeah, so you do. And that would be hard to, for us to generate. To be honest, I, I think where it would come from would be like. We're we're like well because we're we're like really good friends it would make perfect sense for us to be police yeah. partners and yeah. then we would find that the friendship didn't translate into the partnership yeah um, like doing the cop stuff would like that'd be the conflict it would put a strain on our friendship right yeah I, actually that sounds like a really great uh, concept we should write this I'd watch that I would too actually what if Trogues was the third cop and the, and that kind of put a strain on our friendship. A third. So this is like a, a three partner situation. A three partner situation. That's how they do it in Tallahassee. Yeah, and, and <laughs> like first the, the the arc is like in the first act, Trogues is kind of like trying to use me for my connections in, into the cop world, and, and the, the yeah, second act, he's like trying to use you. <laughs> and then, and then in in the third act, I sense that you're like kind of buddying up to Trogues, and it and it makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so this is purely just fictional. There's no. It's, it's purely just fictional. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, nothing there, any resemblance to actual characters, obviously. So, but know. maybe in the third act, like there's a case, a big case that he's working on, and he yeah. calls me in, like to work on it with him, but not you. Yes. And then yeah. he also calls in all the other cops. He, you. he calls in all the other twelve cops who, who we know, <laughs> the only people who do like the kind of work that we do. <laughs> Oh, I love it, dude. I'd watch this movie. I, this I would watch the heck out of it. I would not only would I watch it, I would read it if it were a screenplay on the Gutcheck Army page. Ooh, I would I would potentially write it as a screenplay on the Gutcheck <laughs> Army page. That's what I was kinda hinting at. I like all these hypotheticals, like what we're doing with this. Now let me let me push you a little bit more. Let's take it a step further. Okay. Let's cast this picture. Mm. Ian Trogue's casting meeting. All right. Um who's playing which guy? All right, let's see. I so obviously we're not going for uh, someone who looks like us. We're looking. We're going for who we would who we would like to make us look good in the a particular way, right? Like, right, sure. like our yeah, dream yeah, yeah. casting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Jake Johnson again. A name that you're not familiar with, but it's the same yeah. name that I brought up last time. That's a guy that you're into lately. I'm going to. You know what's weird again. is here's something. My wife and I are are developing like these uh, celebrity crushes on the same dudes. That sounds a little wrong. You know how the, the women want them, men want to be them phenomenon. And uh, it, it's not surprising, I guess, sometimes the same, the same dudes. Um, Dude, that's good that you guys have the same taste in, uh, in men, though. Dude, this Jake Johnson, I just saw this guy. Oh, yeah, and what? Dude, I saw him in uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which I love. Such a good movie. Such oh, an amazing, dude, so amazing good. movie. So, so good. Yeah, this guy's great, man. He was super funny in that. It was a 90s movie, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was such a '90s movie in the best possible way. That's the same director who did Jurassic World. What? Yeah, dude, that's ridiculous, man. That was so good, and the budget was so small on it. Yeah, I know. There was one special effect, and it was awesome, though. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That uh, that's the guy that when I was telling you my milk toast movie, he would be Ron Swanson's son. Okay, so that guy would be you. So Jake Johnson would be you. Who Uh would be? Let's cast Trogues now. Okay. Oh boy, who, who, what's the name of that guy from uh, Kids in the Hall? I have no idea. I'm not familiar with Dave it. Foley. Oh yeah, okay, yep. That's a possibility. That's or, a, or no, no, I got it. I got it. Dude, you're going to hear this and you're going to say conversation over. Yes, 
Yeah. Tony Hale. Conversation over. Yes. Absolutely Tony Hale. <laughs> it couldn't be anybody but Tony Hale. Yeah, exactly. I love that. <laughs> now, who's playing me? Now, you answered this a little while ago on The Happy Rant, who would play okay. you in a movie, and I don't remember who you said, but it wasn't someone who looks like you. It was somebody who, like... Yeah, no, it was it was an ideal. It was more of an ideal. I don't remember who I said either, is the thing. I'm thinking, uh, let's see, you're... you're uh, I know, I know. The guy who played Cush on uh, Jerry Maguire. Yes, I love that guy, except here's the problem, man. That guy's gotten, like, uh, ghoulishly skinny. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw him on all these like twenty-five year retrospectives on Jerry Maguire or twenty year. No, it was twenty year because um, it's been twenty years since Jerry Maguire, and uh, yeah, he looks really bad now. All right, so so that one's off the table. Yeah. What about? Let's see. We should probably limit our, ourselves to kind of actionish stars. Okay. I don't know. Vince Vaughn's too old. No, I would I, I would go with Vince Vaughn. Vince I Vaughn, could, then Vince Vaughn's you. I could easily go with Vince Vaughn. I like this picture, man. I like this cast, man. There's some there's some nice like tensions between these three characters, <laughs> and they're different enough, you know. Now I, I don't I hesitate to do this, but Ted, name that movie. Name the. You want me to name the picture? Name it. Yeah, put a name on it. Oh man. Oh. <sighs> wow. Um. Now. It's lowbrow and it's and it's it's low hanging fruit to to give it some sort of like threesome or three way like something like that. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Yeah, that's what Which the studio be, would go with, though. That's what the studio would go with. Yeah, that's exactly what the studio would go with. Um, yeah, boy, I don't know. I don't know. What What do you think? Um, I feel like you're a better title guy than me. I'm not a great title guy. Two and far. Two and far. <laughs> Too and far. I love it, man. I love it. Yes. Oh, and we, man. And, and so the, the Buster Bluth ultralogues would always be like, before he turns and walks out, he'd be like, peace the heck out. Then he would leave. Peace the heck out. That would be his thing. That would yeah. be like his his crime scene thing. Like when he was investigating and, and like after he solves it and he takes off like the little rubber gloves and just throws them down, he'd be like, peace the heck out. Oh, my gosh. It's so brilliant. I yeah. feel like I feel like I, like in the moment I didn't realize it, but we were both just present for something almost sacred, you know the yeah the birthing the, the, of an idea. The process is magical, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really exciting to be a part of something like this, you know. Now you, me, and uh, and maybe Trogs, if if you know he he can work into his schedule, we should have uh, cameos, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would. I think as an homage to Trogues not having me on his podcast, I would I would give his cameo to like everyone but him. Like I, w- I would let I would let twelve other like C list reform guys cameo before I would let Trogues. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to need you to call up. Uh, let's see who who fits into that category. Like Owen Strakehan, uh, Joe Thorne, um, all, all these guys, man. Dude, Chally's plays the captain. Chally's is the captain. Chally's is the guy who's always like, man, you guys are just out of control. You got to do more paper. Put your gun on the yeah, table. You're done. You're, done. Right, you're suspended. Right, right. And then he reinstates us later because he knows that like we're the only guys who can do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, let yeah. me ask. Usually at the end of these mm-hmm. buddy comedy things, uh, th- there's a reconciliation. You know, the, the cops involved realize we need each other. We kind of professionally yeah. complete each other. <laughs> uh, so 
would that happen with this one or is that just too raw mm, right now? You wouldn't write gosh, it. Gosh, that that's way. a good question, man. These are just, this is such good. Like, <laughs> or, would, or would the Trogues character wind up actually being like the, the the bad guy, you know, like, like it would be a twist. I think he'd be the bad guy. He'd be like embezzling money from the city. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like stealing things from the evidence room. You know? <laughs> Wait, no, what would it, what would it actually be? He would be, no, here's, here's what it would be. He would be like stealing contacts, like like names and numbers of, of <laughs> high level people, and, and selling the information. Or... And selling the information that that's the that's the episode arc, you know. And and you and me, like, okay, so here's what happens in the second act. There's, <laughs> this is there's coming this together. Dis- yeah, there's this disconnect where, like, you know, I'm kind of mad that you're hanging out with Trogues a little bit, and there's kind of a disconnect between you and me. But then, like, one of us discovers. Maybe your character discovers that like what's really going on with Trogues and how he's stealing the information, and then like you re- you reach out to to me and you use that sort of as the olive branch, and then I'm like, you know, let's let's put this guy behind bars. You know what I mean? Let's do this, and then we get back to like kicking down doors and stuff together. Nice, yeah. I want there yeah. to be montages. Yes, there need to be montages, and uh, what I think there will be a glum montage where I'm just sort of like. <laughs> Walking around the city alone, and there's like steam coming out of the grates on the sidewalks. And, saxophone uh, music, saxophone music, like morose, you know, mournful saxophone music, and then, and then a montage after we come back together, where we're just like, we're turning the city upside down, looking for this guy, man, kicking down doors, and 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 like, you know, diving, and then like rolling, and coming up on one knee with like our guns drawn and stuff. You, you know, know what song is playing during that montage? What? How you like me now? Oh yes. Yes, exactly how you like me now. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, this thing's just written itself. Get, get us some funding and let's go. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get us some funding. I'm going to make two phone calls and then we'll be, we'll be making this movie by later this evening. <laughs> I'm confident of that. Dude, speaking of movies, still no, uh, still no go-ahead to share the, the trailer, the freaking awesome trailer for uh, your movie, uh, Silverdome, with the, the Gut Check Army? Dude, no, I don't, I don't know where that stands, man. I... Uh... I know that it's going to be, you know what? I think we have one that's not password protected now. Let me uh, let me see if I can get that. You know what? I'm going to text my guy right now while we're on the air, um, and while I'm thinking about it, while it's fresh in my mind. Um, Dude, that that trailer was awesome. I know it's. I mean, it's a, it's a short, it's a teaser, and undoubtedly yeah. there will be a, a better one. But like watching that thing, there were a couple parts like when he's when he's under the the waterfall, coming off the the roof, mm-hmm. bathing. Like, there's a couple yeah. moments in that where it's just like chills, man. That's yeah. that, where yeah. it really oh, captures the the ethos of the film. Yeah, I know. I'm super excited about it, and you know, it's one of those things where like I just wish everything was going faster, but uh, you know, you can't force it. Um. Non-password protected trailer. You can cut that out. The no. thing where I was like saying to myself what I was texting. I'm leaving it in. Authentic. You can leave it in. It's authentic. It's raw. Like our buddy cop movie is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, so wait a minute. It, it Describe to me a minute the, the yeah. kind of ex- exaggerated um, <laughs> caricatures. Like how do these characters dress and talk yeah. and act in, in order to kind of like caricature each of our real personalities? Yeah. So, okay. So my, my character, obviously his hair is a little like, can you imagine Vince Vaughn with like long hair like mine? <laughs> that would be super funny. So my character is just like, screw it. I don't follow the rules. My hair is going to be long, you know? So he, he's like that guy. And, um, he, and, and Charlie's is always like, get a haircut. 
Chalice is always like, get a haircut, and my character's like, you know, you can't make me. I'm too valuable to the Force because I'm willing to do things that other people aren't, you know, and, like, that's that's my thing, you know. You're a liability um, and an asset for the same reasons. Yes, exactly, man. Your greatest strength is your greatest weakness, oh, you, know? you know? it's so complex. It's so complex and nuanced. You know, you think you know these characters, but you don't. That's the thing, you know? <laughs> Dude, your character is like... Gun guy, like he has all the different guns. He's but he always leaves like, them so, like different places around the city. Dude, yes, he loses parts of him in different places around the city. <laughs> There's a That's scene, dude, thing. where he doesn't have his gun, and he's and he's like the two the then two he cops finds are screwed, it, like, in a booth, and he's like, he oh yeah, it. it's right here. <laughs> yeah, he finds it in a restaurant booth. <laughs> no, a scene where like, so your guy's gonna be he he's gonna be like sitting with his back up against a wall, like, breathing heavily, having, like, exhausted his clip, you know, and uh-huh. and realizing that he's out of ammunition. Okay. But then he's going to reach underneath the booth at that restaurant and realize that he, like, he left a, a, a full clip in uh, on the on the floor behind the booth. And then he'll uh, he'll he'll jam the clip into the into the gun and and take care of business. <laughs> and it's not going to be a PG-13 cop movie. I'm so no. tired of those, man. Yeah, it's going to be a rated R movie. I don't want you to be like the uh, cop in the PG-13 movie, the one that we really want to, you know, make That's right. It. I want you to be the cop in the rated R movie. The one who now, says, come on to the coast. Come on to the coast. Have some laughs. Um, what about Trogues' character? Hmm. I'm thinking uh, lots of uh, polo shirts. I don't know that Trogues wears lots of polo shirts, but I'm just, I'm just thinking that. Here's the dynamic. Trogues, Trogues is like a desk cop, right? Like he's a he's an office guy, um, and the captain makes us take him with us because he has some particular knowledge about this kind of crime. He has some intel about this kind of crime, and he has the intel obviously because he's involved in it. <laughs> but the thing is, the viewer doesn't know that right away. See? <laughs> okay. So he starts riding along with us, and it throws off our beautiful baby vibe. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's awkward, and I'm getting all, like, harumphy, and, like, I'm rolling my eyes and just being all passive-aggressive about it, you know? <laughs> and by me, I mean my character, obviously. Yeah, right, this has yeah. no bearing on real life. But this is make-believe. This is make-believe. It's it's pretend. You get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> baby, this is a movie that I would go see. What are Dude. we going to call this episode? We're going to call this episode Screenwriting 101, right? I love it, Yes. Yes, Make if you've ever wanted to write, uh, you know, your we've already taught you in in the Gut Check Guide to Publishing how to how to dominate in in the uh, book market. So now this is Absolutely. how to dominate in the uh, imaginary movie market. That's it. That's it. Yeah, which we are dominating already. Zach, speaking of great movies, uh, you and I, as scholars, have kind of <laughs> devoted our lives, our our careers to our humble lives. The, hum- the humble study of, uh, of a certain movie, that movie is Die Hard, and we have been hard at work uh, in, in the, the hallowed ivory hall, the ivory towers, the hallowed halls of gut check smackademic on, uh, on a we've white We've got pit. ivory halls, too. You know, we've, we've got, got ivory halls. That's how, that's how uh, yeah, academic we, we go. Um, <laughs> baby, I'm the world's foremost Harry Ellis scholar. Um, I've devoted my, my life to the study of Harry Ellis and, uh, and what might've been with Harry Ellis. Um, and what we've done, Zach, is a, a white paper on Die Hard. And I don't have the, I don't have even the, the new title right in front of me. Do you have it in front of you? I don't, but I believe it was, um, Hans Booby, I'm your white paper, uh, <laughs> modern character profiles, uh, based on 
cultural modeling, computer yeah. algorithms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and expert analysis. Yeah, it's really nuanced and really smart and intelligent and academic. So <laughs> it's a lot like us in that way. Yeah, that's the thing about it. So here's how you get it. And it, Zach, it's incredibly easy how to do this. Um, go to gutcheckpress.com slash army and join the Gutcheck army. And no, what no, that you got you to gotta go to gutcheckpress.com to join the army if you haven't already. Com to join the army. See, it was so easy. I, I like ch- I choked. You know what I mean? <laughs> you added something to make it more difficult, dude. The this moment, is all the taken moment care was of. too big for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you have your sign in, you go to gutcheckpress.com slash army and log in. And you will have access to all sorts of stuff, not just that one white paper, but but other white papers, a lot of Weebus funny stuff, uh, book excerpts. Top secret things in the company. Yeah. Inside jokes. Yeah. Yeah, insider information, inside jokes. Inside jokes, insider information. You'll be in the inner ring of this program. So uh, it's the easiest army you'll ever join. We'll never ask you to um, actually do anything that an actual army would do. So there's that as an advantage. Except maybe come to Israel. Except maybe come to Israel with us, exactly. (laughs) So uh, make sure you do that. Check out goodbattletours.com if you haven't already booked your, your birth, as it were. Um, in, the, in the Israel excursion with Zach and myself, that's happening later in uh, later in the year, May May and June, correct, baby? Yeah, that one's filled up, but you can still go with with Cliff later. You could go with some lesser people, <laughs> <laughs> baby. We have uh, we we've we've planned a movie in this episode. This is amazing. <laughs> Indeed, we've planned a movie. Uh, it's been so much fun, and you know what? We're we're drawing near to the end of our time together, but also near to the end of Gut Check Literacy Month. Let's because stretch of that, it out, yeah. We're going to stretch it out. We only have a, the last chapter in the epilogue are, are the only two remaining uh, remaining things, and um, we're we're going to just let that wait a little bit because I don't think you and I are ready emotionally to deal with the end of, of Gut Check Literacy Month. Not so, a bit, no. with that, baby, I need to sign off. Um, and we will see you next time. Now there was a time <laughs> that I called. That's right. <laughs>